Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I270 and MD85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to betfredsports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Five. It's Stav. It's Griff. And it's Will. And today, we're going to be recapping week 14 of the NFL season. What do we say? Let's do it. Hey everybody, welcome back. Let's just dive right into some action. We got an AFC East divisional rivalry here. This has a lot of stipulations on what's going to happen for the rest of the season as well. This is going to tell if Mike White and the Jets are capable to actually make a good playoff run against the division leading, I think the first seed in the AFC entirely, the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are favored by 10 points at home, which is... I don't want to say it's surprising necessarily. Different quarterback, obviously, for the Jets. Um, they're going on the road. The Bills are kind of on a roll right now. Um, I have the Bills minus 10 here, boys. I, I think, Josh, this is one of those games where it's impossible to beat a team twice. Or not impossible. It's very hard to beat a team twice, right? And the Jets snuck or got a quick, like, difficult win against the bills their first time around you know they kind of injured josh allen there's certain things there the bills come out firing bills probably win this game by 17 points all right uh with with the spread that they're giving i feel like they're asking us to take the jets you know 10 points is a lot especially for a seven and five team um even if you're going up against the bills i feel like it's gonna be hard to cover i think the bills win this game but i'm gonna go with the jets plus 10 here um I don't know. I feel like the Jets are good on the road. They suck at home, but they're good on the road. Um, sitting at 7-5 right now, Mike White, even with the last game with a loss, I feel like he still played pretty well, and I think he's going to keep that up. So I'm going to go um, the Jets here, and I'm going to take the over at 43. I'm also going to take the over. I'm going to take Jets plus 10 and the over. I feel like with 10 points, especially this Jets team, who we kind of have to say is pretty good. I, I like to take them with the points. I don't think they're going to win to begin with. I think the Bills are going to kill them, but I think they're good enough to cover. All right. All right, next game on the slate, we have an Ohio matchup. We have the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cincinnati is five-and-a-half-point favorites. They, uh, they're home. Yes, they are home. Mm-hmm. Um. Five and a half points. I love the Bengals here. Uh, after what we saw with Deshaun Watson and what we saw, like, with this – or uh, I almost said Houston. This Cleveland offense, they really look stagnant. They didn't score an offensive touchdown against the Houston Texans, which 
is not good. I know people want to say, oh, you got to give Deshaun like some time to settle into the offense. I, I, no, you really don't. Like he has practiced with them. Like he's been a part of the offenses. No, I mean, not through the, like, the season, but he had two weeks mm-hmm. of practice, right? And just to get into flow, not even score a touchdown. The defense and the special teams carried them. And I think Cincinnati's on a roll right now. They're way too good to really stoop down to this level. And I I got the Bengals minus five and a half here. And the over-under is set at 46 and a half. And I'm going to take the over. I think the Bengals, they score 35 points. And that just leaves around two touchdowns for the Browns to score completely. Yeah, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna start with the under. I'm gonna start with the under. This is an AFC North matchup. Every single time I pick an AFC North over under, I'm taking the under. This is gonna be um you know a rough game on both sides. Uh the Bengals defense has been great. So I like the under for the game. This is actually my lock of the week. Cincinnati minus five and a half. Sean Watson stinks. The Browns stink. The, their season's over. And the Bengals are going to the AFC Championship. And this is the start of their championship CD right here, beating a tough Deshaun Watson team in the Battle of Ohio. Cincinnati, minus five and a half. Stop, I stole your team, lock of the week. Yeah, I was about to say, that might be the first time somebody else picked Cincinnati as their lock of the week. <laughs> Had to. I mean, it's a good play. It's a good play. Five, only, get, only giving out five and a half points is kind of crazy to me. Well, I'm going to also run along with you, Griff. Obviously, AFC North matchup, always got to go the under. These are battles every single week. They're defensive battles. Everyone's out there grinding, hard hits, everything. So I'm going to take that under at 46.5. And And I'm also going to take Cincinnati minus 5.5. I don't think this Brown team is good at all. I don't really think they have much left to prove or do on the rest of the season. They're kind of just playing out, and they're going to see what they're going to look like next year. All right. We have next another interstate battle. We have the Houston Texans versus the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Cowboys are 17-point favorites. That's a lot of points. I think that might be one of the biggest spreads I've ever seen. Yeah, it's the biggest spread of this year. 17 points is wild. I mean, both teams get paid to play football, right? And this is going to sound so dumb. I have the Texans covering, and I love the Cowboys. Like I, I think I say every single week that the Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl. I say I like I, I feel like I'm a typical I don't want to say a Cowboys fan, but this is their year and all and whatnot. Their defense flies around, but 17 points is a lot of points. Um, that's just a garbage time touchdown from covering, right? Like the uh, Dallas can be up by like. 30 points and then two late touchdowns just ruins that cover. So yeah, I got Houston plus 17 here. That's that's a lot of points. And the yeah. over under is set at um 44. I have the over. I, I think that these are two I, I don't want to say two good offenses, but two offenses that can put up points. And Dallas mm-hmm. can. I mean, Houston probably can score some garbage time touchdowns. So that, that just leads to uh to an over hitting. Yeah, and, and looking at Houston's season, you know, obviously they're one ten and one, but they've only lost two games by more than seventeen points. So um, going up against a tough Cowboys team, I, I look at different games like when they played Philly, um, even when they played the Raiders and the Char- or the Chargers earlier in the season, and 
they're putting up fights against most of these teams. Most of Houston's losses are by one score. Some are by 10 points. Some are by 14 points as well. But there's only a couple that are above even 15. I'm going to go Houston here. I, I just feel like it's way too many points. 17 is nuts. 17 is – I mean, that's the highest spread we've seen all year. They get paid to play too. I'm going Houston. I'm going to take the under here. I don't have any reasoning behind it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just taking it. I, I like. I, I I need something to change in my pick. So I was originally thinking over. I was like, screw it. Are you just Fade fading myself. yourself? So whatever <laughs> yeah. you think originally, you're just picking the opposite. Yes. Play. Right. Um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna take the over. And then I'm going to take Dallas minus 17. Obviously, there's somebody needed to. Yeah, I would say, obviously, stated that the Texans haven't lost games by much, but I think this Dallas team is just way too good. I mean, three out of the five games that they last played, they've scored over 40 points. So they easily can score the points. They easily can get the touchdowns. Their defense has been flying around that field. I I just don't see a world – I honestly don't see how they don't cover this. I think they're going to absolutely demolish the Texans. I would be surprised if they score more than ten points on Sunday at one o'clock at AT and T Stadium. So I'm going. I'm going with the Cowboys minus seventeen. Yeah, I mean it. It really does make sense. I feel like I would probably pick the Cowboys as well if they didn't just put up fifty four points last week. Right? They absolutely smoked the Colts back to back AFC mm-hmm. South matchups for the Cowboys. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Just that went into my decision-making a little bit. Let's go to the AFC South now. Speaking of which, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are favored minus three and a half. And I I have them covering that. that that's a low – I mean, the, the Jaguars are four and eight. Um, I, I don't think the Jaguars are really that good. Titans are division leaders for a reason. I have them covering a three and a half here. And the over under yeah, at 41, I have the under. This is an under. And game. I mean, a team that's coming off a 40 to 14 loss to the Detroit Lions to then only be an underdog by three and a half to the division leader in the seven and five Tennessee Titans. Um, this spread doesn't really make sense for me, and that's why I love Titans minus three and a half. Um, I think the Titans are going to run the hell out of the ball on this young Jags defense. I think that the veteran defense that the Titans have is going to outrule Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence can't play against veterans. Um, It's been shown he just – Trevor Lawrence is good, right? He just doesn't have it yet. I don't know if it's maybe the supporting cast, the coaching staff. There's something wrong on that side of the ball. And it's been very evident when they play against, you know, players that have been pro bowlers, players that have been around for a long time. Tennessee has a few of those on that defensive side of the ball. I'm taking Tennessee minus three and a half. I actually love this pick. This is my backup block of the week. I'm taking the over at 41-2. I think that... The Jags are going to try to find their way to put up some points this game, and the Titans are going to run the ball all over them. And Derrick Henry has two touchdowns in this game. That's my player prop. Oh, I have to write that down. I'm also going to take the under and Tennessee minus three and a half. Games like this, Tennessee is just going to control the ball. They're going to run the ball. The, this game is just going to be in the hands of the Titans the whole time. The only way I can see the Jags winning is the way they've been winning in recent games is 
that last drive that they put together always seems to be the best drive they have literally all game for some reason. I don't know what it is. They just always do it. I don't get it. So, but I'd rather take my odds with Tennessee minus three and a half than the Jaguars putting together a drive. Yeah. I mean, it, this, this is going to be one of those games that never pops up on red zone unless Trevor Lawrence throws a pick six. So, Whatever. Let's move on to the NFC. There's a lot of divisional. Is this like divisional weekend or something? Whatever. But we got the Philadelphia Eagles, um, at uh, actually on the road against seven four and one New York Football Giants. Uh, The Eagles are favored by seven points. That's a big spread for. I feel like the Giants just love covering. Right when they're underdogs, I feel like they usually cover, and for that reason, I'm taking them. I mean, Philadelphia really hasn't had much – any, like, great wins. Let's be real. I mean, like, they beat up on the bad teams. But when it comes to facing the good teams, I mean, you take away that Minnesota win. I mean, I could be completely speaking out of my ass here, but I just feel like they don't really show up in the interdivision games, right? Like, it's usually a close game. Like, they had a really close game against the Colts, even though it was an interdivision. But they usually, like, stoop down to the level of their opponent. And they're probably walking into this game thinking that they can just steamroll the New York Giants. And I don't really think that's the case. I think that the Giants are a scrappy team that really can cover on any given Sunday. So I got the Giants plus seven here. And the over-under is set at 45. I'm going to take the under in this. I think that the Giants defense is pretty good. And I think that the Philadelphia Eagles have a good good enough defense. This is going to be a lower-scoring battle. Final score is probably going to be like... 17 to like 13. I like that. I like that a lot. And Stav, I'm right there with you. Um, I'm copying your picks here. I got the Giants and the under here. Um, I like the Giants money line. I think that, you know, at home late later in the season, this is a must-win game to to keep their playoff hopes alive for the Giants you know they're in that wild card spot right now they took a tough loss against or a tough tie against Washington last week and the Eagles are 11-1 and we've seen them struggle the last few weeks this is a perfect upset slate um, for the home team here seven point underdogs you got to take the home dog if it's a seven um, I, I think the Giants can win this game straight up and I'm going to take the under as well I think that this ends up being a defensive battle I think Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts is just going to be a battle to see who has more rushing yards in this game for the quarterbacks. I think it's going to be a pretty good game, though. Um, the NFC East has been exciting all year, and you know the the this rivalry right here, Eagles Giants, is one that I mean, this is going to be a good game. This has to be a good game. This late in the season, and these teams being that good, that doesn't happen that often, especially in the last five six years with with the Eagles and Giants. They usually take turns on who's good. Yeah, um, this is going to be a tough game. We all know that. Um, Saquon is questionable, which kind of deters me a little bit. I have a feeling he's most likely going to play regardless just because of the situation of the game. This is a must-win game for, honestly, both teams at this state of the year. Obviously, Eagles win this game. They put themselves in a great position. They lose this game. The Cowboys can kind of sneak back in. So, for that reason, I think I'm going to mm, – you know what, I'm going to go <laughs> – Eagles, I don't know what I wanted. I want, you know, I'm going to take Eagles minus seven, and I'm going to take the under. I think they get the job done. <laughs> it's going to be close. I just love, I love the noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Next, we have another divisional game. We have the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers without Lamar Jackson. I think that the the consensus is that uh, Snoop Huntley is going to start. Um, the Steelers are favored by two points. I yeah, hate the Steelers. Um, I have my picks if you need if you need a minute. Yeah, you go first. I mean, I have an idea, but I just want to make sure before I say it. All right, I'm going Pittsburgh here. Um, Ravens at eight and four, right? Hear me out. Ravens at eight and four, missing out on Lamar this week. Kenny Pickett has shown signs. This is his moment, kind of take down the top dog in the AFC North. You know how wild the AFC North gets this late in the season. Pittsburgh, even though they're favored, still has that underdog mentality going into this game. The over-under is set at 36 and a half, which is insanely low. And literally just for that reason, I'm going to take the over in this game. You know, what, like five, six touchdowns need to be scored. Five touchdowns and a field goal need to be scored in this game to hit the over. I'm going with it. I love the Steelers in this game as well. Can he pick a legacy game? Okay, I have my picks. And I'm literally just going to fade you. <laughs> like how I was thinking. I mean, it just ha- so happened to be that way. I have the under in this game. I think both offenses suck. Like to be quite frank, Pittsburgh doesn't score touchdowns. And I mean, obviously, Baltimore doesn't have Lamar Jackson, who is their offense. I think there's rumors that J.K. Dobbins could return this week. He's projected to put up some points in fantasy. That's why I'm saying that. And off the IR, and he's a decent running back that can carry a load. I have Baltimore plus two as well. I think that um, it's just going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be a final score like 14 to 13, something along those lines, where this is another game that's not on red zone. It's a punt fest. It's a defensive battle, and there's gonna be, we're going to see a lot of incomplete passes, a lot of short passes, not really much exciting things to happen in this game. Got Baltimore plus two, and I also have the under to recap. I'm going to take the Steelers minus two, and then I'm going to take the under. I think even though the under is very low, I feel like this is just a game because obviously the NFC North battle, it's going to be a battle. The they just don't score a lot of points. Like I just don't see. I mean, it, it there. I don't even know what to say. This under so low, it's kind of weird, but. I just have a feeling the under is going to hit. Lowest over under of the year, too, right? I think our last one was 38 and a half. Yeah. Ooh, I love these early morning recordings. <laughs> yeah. I've yawned like 80 times. I've, I've gone on yeah. mute, dude. I've been yawning. When, I, when I'm not talking right now, I am yawning. <laughs> yeah. So shout out us making the recordings happen. You know, we're, we're college students, like we said last episode. Finals week, working, whatnot, just trying to find a time to record. Saturday morning at 9 a.m. was the best time to record for us. And, I mean, obviously, like Friday I night. I feel like I'm going to throw up right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're, this is for you guys. This is for the listeners. We're dedicated. Just know that. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. And I have a funny stat that I heard this week. Patrick Mahomes is 14-0 against AFC West opponents on the road. That's just wild to me. He just doesn't lose on the road. And that's usually something you wouldn't really expect to see. Especially divisional. 
yeah, the Chiefs are minus nine here, and I love them. Denver sucks. Denver is terrible. Like, I'm looking at Russell Wilson's stats right now just on the ESPN app. That's what I'm using for these picks. He literally has eight touchdown passes and five interceptions. That's like Cam Newton in that Patriots year. Like, this dude (laughs) sucks. And, like, Latavius Murray is their leading rusher. He's 348 rushing yards. Yeah, and, and you know what? Just to talk a little bit about the Broncos, just real quick, a, a lot of a lot of uh, blame could be put on their running back situation. You know, obviously, you start the year with, with a young quarterback or with a young running back in, in Javante Williams. He tears his ACL. He's out for the season. That's a tough blow, right? And Russell Wilson's always been a part of an offense where they get the run game going. They haven't been able to do that all year, and that's translated to Russell Wilson having to win games by himself, which he has never been able to do. He is, If you look at any game Russell Wilson has ever played, and I'm a Seahawks fan. I don't remember a single time where Russell Wilson has gone out. You know, other than a few, like, fourth quarter late drives, Russell Wilson gets put in position to win games, you know, and then he's able to get it done. Russell Wilson doesn't have the ability to change a game by himself. Um, and you know what? Going up against the Chiefs late in the season here, I it's it's officially late in the season, by the way. Week 14 for me is late in the season. Um, going up against the Chiefs, the Chiefs are my Super Bowl favorite. I'm taking the Chiefs spread. Feed me the under two. I think that it's going to get close to this total, but – I think that the Broncos are going to put up a goose egg. I think the final score might be 42 to nothing. I'm being so serious, and I'm taking the under because of it. I don't think the Broncos score a point in this game. And this is, like, officially, like, the, oh, what's his name? What's his name? What's the coach's name? Hackett. Yes, yes. I think Hackett gets fired after this week. Yeah, he should. Nathaniel he's Hackett. I think he's done yeah. after this week. I think if the Chiefs cover the spread, he's done. All right, my picks here. I got Chiefs minus nine. I think that was kind of obvious with where I was going with those stats. Mm-hmm. And I have the over as well. And Griff, kind of for a similar reason that you do. I think the Chiefs are going to put up 42 points by themselves. And I think that the Broncos can eventually kick a field goal. So with that being so, uh, so, said. So, so we have same reasoning, different picks. Because I, I yeah. don't think the Broncos put up a single point. <laughs> I think they kick one field goal at home. You know, <laughs> that, that that's kind of my thought process. And for my player prop, I have Isaiah Pacheco in the end zone anytime. I like that pick. I like that pick. So, I'm going to take the over. This game is going to be an interesting one. I think the Chiefs are going to absolutely demolish them, like you guys said. I, I'm on that same wagon. For that reason, I'm actually going to make this my lock of the week at Chiefs minus nine. I think they cover. I think they absolutely demolish the Denver Broncos at mile high. This game is over before it even started. I mean, yeah, I- this game was over after week one. To be honest with the Broncos, the season was over after week one. We <laughs> ruined lives. Like everybody on that team is checked out. The season is over. They're three and nine. Um, but but the bad thing is you sign Russ for millions of dollars. It's not even like you have a backup. Who's their backup? Brett Ripon. It's not even like you have a backup that's young that you can start for the rest of the year. Like you gotta ride out with Russ. Also, because it's his first year on the team making millions of millions of dollars. I mean, making a lot of Bronco. Money. The Broncos, even you could say, like you know, they have a franchise quarterback. The Broncos are in one of the worst positions for their future in the NFL right now. They gave up a bunch of their picks to get a quarterback because they thought they would be ready to go into win now mode. Uh, it, 
if they had that quarterback. They got that quarterback, and look, they got worse. They got worse as a team. So the Broncos, I think, are screwed for the next five years. If Russ, you know, somehow picks it up again, they'll be fine. But Broncos' future is... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not looking good right now. No, not at all. All right, let's move on to the next game. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling cross-country to go to San Francisco and face Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. And I love the 49ers here, guys. We're talking about a Tampa Bay team that scrapped by the Saints. So, hypothetically, Mark Ingram doesn't step out of bounds, right? The Saints probably win that game. You know, the clock ticks a certain way. And then we're talking about that this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is one of the worst teams in the league. But the fact that they ended up winning this game, and some may say a fluke, we're all talking about how good Tom Brady is right now and all this stuff. That offense was stagnant for the first 3.9 quarters of this game. They put up three points against the the Saints, who have a pretty good defense. I'm not going to take anything away from them, but that's a tough look look for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Saints team that is struggling. I think San Francisco is legit, and I think that – this game's going to prove that San Francisco doesn't necessarily need a quarterback. We're going to see a lot of fun stuff. We're going to see Christian McCaffrey all over the field. We're going to see Debo Samuel do his thing. We're going to see Brandon Ayuk. We're going to see George Kittle blocking the hell out of whoever's across from him. And I, I got the 49ers minus three and a half here. Over Anderson at 37. Give me the over. I The only reason why I'm taking the over in this is because I took the under in the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game, which was at 36 and a half. You can't take two unders in when you see a three. That's nice. So That's nice. I'm taking the over. Um, and this is probably one of the first times I'm betting against Tom Brady. And if I really want to dumb it down, it's Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy and me picking Brock Purdy in this matchup to win by essentially four points seems obscene, like insane, but I just think the 49ers are, are a top three team in the NFC. And I think that they're going to prove it this week. All right. You know, what? I'm, I'm going to take a heart pick right here. You know, I, all week, all week, I love the 49ers. I think Tom Brady's dead, and what better way in your final season to to go out, you know, week 14 and lose to Mr. Irrelevant would be great, right? But I'm taking the Buccaneers, plus three and a half. This is a heart pick. 49ers at eight and four, you know, NFC West opponent. One game behind are the Seattle Seahawks. So, you know, this would be a big loss. This would be a big loss for the 49ers um, in terms of the, the division. I think that, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo out, stop, you're right. They don't even really need a quarterback. You know, they have Chris McCaffrey. They have IU. They have Debo. They have George Kittle. But how far can you really get with Brock Purdy? And I like Brock Purdy. I watched him a lot in college. Um, he's... I don't think he's he's an NFL quarterback. I don't think that his game really translates from the college level to to the NFL. And I think it's going to show right here in the in this first start. I'm going Bucks plus three and a half. The Bucks at 500 right now, and we love saying this thing about Tom Brady. He doesn't like to go under 500. He's been doing it all season, 
right? So I'm not taking this because of that. I'm taking this solely because I need the 49ers to lose because it's time for Seattle to take the division. I'm going to take the over in this game as well. I think that Christian McCaffrey finds his way into the end zone, and I'm going to take Scotty Miller to find his way into the end zone. Scotty Miller has been absolute, excuse my French, dog shit all year. He's dropped like four or five touchdowns this year. Find your way into the end zone, little guy. I got Scotty Miller in the end zone this game. I'm going to take Bucks plus, my bad, Bucks plus three and a half, and I'm going to go double down on the low unders. It's going to be raining this game. Brock Purdy in the rain is a no-go. Tom Brady. Oh, Will with the weather. Tom Brady in the rain. <laughs> Gotta have it. <laughs> they call him William Weather Pappas. We'll just hit us with a surprise weather update. <laughs> I was not ready for that. that. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the next game. Griff, I'll let you get started on this. This is your team, big game. Yep. So Seattle is back at home facing the four and eight Carolina Panthers. The starting quarterback for the Panthers is going to be Sam Darnold. Is it Sam Darnold? Most likely. Most likely Sam Darnold. Um, the Seahawks are only giving three and a half points to the Carolina Panthers. The over/under set forty-four and a half, and it's obvious who I'm picking. The Seattle Seahawks. Kenneth Walker went out last game with an injury. He's expected to be back, although he's listed as questionable. Same with DK Metcalf. They should be good to go for this game. Um, I mean, this is it. You know, this is the time to make a run. If you're going to make the playoffs, you got to start it now. Down one game in the division to the 49ers who just recently lost their quarterback for the season. We have the Panthers, then we have the 49ers, and then we have the Chiefs, Jets, Rams. So we have to win these next two games against the Panthers and the 49ers. I think we do just that. I'm also going to take the over in this game at 44 and a half. Um, I think it's time for Gino to, you know, get back to where he is. He's been doing pretty good the last few weeks, but not as good as he was during that four-game winning streak. Um, yeah, I mean, I actually, I love the Seahawks in this game, especially at home against a a Panthers team that, you know, they've had three different starting quarterbacks this year and they really can't find their rhythm. So I love the Seahawks in this game. Griff, I love your picks and I love them so much. I'm taking Seattle minus three and a half as my lock of the week. Wow. I I think it's a little bit disrespectful that they're only getting three and a half points here. Like we know the Seahawks are a good team coming off of a good win against the Rams who – when they were missing Kenneth Walker and they had to battle through some adversity on the road and they still got the win three and a half points at home is that's not, that's not right. Like, like I'm going to be straight. That's not right. Against Sam Donald, Sam Donald sucks. The Panthers suck. Like, I'm sorry, but the, I think Deontay Foreman's out too. I think I saw a report or something along those lines. I could be completely wrong. Um, I, I actually could be completely wrong. I don't, I don't know what I was seeing, but yeah, the, the Panthers suck. Regardless of their four and eight, they still suck. But give me Seahawks minus three and a half, lock of the week. I have the over at 44 and a half. And I have Geno Smith, three passing touchdowns. Wow. Three. All right. I like it. I do like it, though. I think this is a big week for Geno. Over Seattle minus three and a half. I take them minus seven and a half if I could. Um, there's nothing else to say about this game. Oh, you can. You just have to tease it. Do it. You have to. Well, okay. I will do it. <laughs> no, I'm fine. 
You said over two, right? Yeah, it should be over. Yes. There's nothing else left to say about this game. Seattle yeah. by a million. Also, right. if you tease it, it goes the other way, so you can't tease it. <laughs> yeah, I, you got to take I, an alt spread. Yes, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, is we're funny. a betting podcast. We got to have the proper terms. Yeah, my bad. All right, next game we have our Los Angeles Chargers at home against the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are favored by three points. I love the Dolphins here. That uh, Dolphins on turf on Sunday Night Football, like. That's that's just a recipe for a lot of fast points, right? Like we expect to see Tyreek Hill just running all over the place, especially against the Chargers. The, I, I just it, it pains me to say I probably have Miami winning this game by like ten plus points. All right, and you like the over or the under set up? I like the over. You you have to take the over in this game. Like yeah. I, I feel like in games where we say you have to take the over because it'd be fun, they never hit. Please let this over hit. Like, let this just be a shootout. Like, what was the last time we saw a sh- like a shootout in prime time? Uh, week 17, 20, like 18. San yeah. Fran Rams or Saints yeah. Rams. Saints Rams. Yeah. Like, we haven't, we haven't seen a cool game in Sunday Night Football in a minute. Like, like it's a high score battle. And the over yeah. under said at 53 and a half. That's a lot of points. And I'm still That's taking so the over. At it. I, I picked the over before I saw the over under total. Just because, like, it has to go over. Like, please, <laughs> just like, can we get that graphic at the end of the night? Like, first time both teams throw for X amount of yards in a game. Like, please. Yeah, we need please. something like that. And this is the perfect opportunity for it to happen. You got Miami versus Los Angeles. You got Herbert against Tua. And Will, am I going to do it? I'm going to do it. I got the Chargers here, a home dog at SoFi. Feed me the Chargers. Justin Herbert legacy game. I think Justin Herbert wins this game by himself. Give me Justin Herbert, three touchdowns. Austin, obviously in the air. Austin Eckler, two anytime touchdowns. Um, and then throw throw a little uh, Waddle touchdown in there as well. But I, I love the, the uh, Chargers in this game, favored by three. Um, I don't know why. But I'm taking the over as well, Stav. I'm just ready. I'm ready for a shootout. I'm ready for some points to be put up on that board. And either way, no matter who wins this game, I just want this to be a crazy game because these two teams, fully healthy. If the Chargers, I know I've been saying it all year, but the Chargers have been the most injured team all year. If the Chargers are fully healthy, then, you know, we're going into week 14 setting this up as game of the year. So. I mean, I, I, I think that this still has the possibility to be a great game. I'm tailing Jalen Wall anytime touchdown with you. And you said Herbert three touchdowns and Eckler two. Herbert three passing, uh, Eckler two anytime. Yep. Okay. Got it. I'm going to take the over. We got to hope for a good for a good game, great game. I'm going to take the Chargers plus three and my fucking social media quarterback, whatever the hell you want to call it. Pisses me off every single week. I have to see that stupid-ass tweet. He does it every week. That's the game. He's going to shut his ass up. He's going to blow the top off the Dolphins' defense. This game, I don't care what the hell is going on. I'm taking my Chargers. I'm riding all the way. All right. I like it. I, like it. I, mean, I mean, you got to take the Chargers. You got you to gotta take Los Angeles. And by the way, I want to say um, on Thursday night, <coughs> excuse me, you know, Raiders, Rams, in SoFi, how come on the kickoffs they had somebody holding the ball? Me and Will were in SoFi once. Windy. It's not a, 
It's not a dome, Will. There was no wind. I don't was know it? how wind gets through. Yeah, I don't know. Like the it, there's like little gaps. Like we've been to the yeah. stadium. The gaps, there's gaps, but like they don't really do any. And how windy does it really get in LA? I thought nothing happens in LA. It wasn't windy when we were there. I thought weather just like wasn't real in LA. It just like it rained oh, that one night we went golfing. Well, I don't. It, that wasn't it didn't even rain. feel like rain. It didn't even feel like we were still like we still golfed. I mean, obviously, I would never, you know, give up a round of golf because of rain. That's kind of like loser shit. But like, I don't, I don't think that. Like, I don't know how wind could have played a factor. Every single time the Raiders went to go kick off the ball, somebody was like holding. It also, the ball. looked like he was like holding the ball for dear life every single time he like put his finger on top of the ball. Like it looked like that was like the biggest thing. Like is Sofia wind? tunnel like a jet stream i don't because we were there yeah like i didn't feel any wind the whole game no there's no wind so, well what's the weather report wind, inside sofi stadium it actually says windy i swear to god that might impact because it's gonna be raining all day and it just clears up for sunday night football but it just says windy <laughs> yeah, I mean, that actually changes some things. Which quarterback has the stronger arm? Which quarterback can get the ball from A to B? I know. That that was kind of a joke. But, <laughs> I, I mean, the picks are in for Sunday Night Football. We're just praying for a good game. Like, overall, regardless of the picks, we want to see points. We all want to see points. Please. I don't care if you have to rig it to make points happen. Just ri- score a touchdown. Score a lot of touchdowns. Score two touchdowns a quarter. We would have a lot of fun. Like, that's what Sunday Night Football is about, is having fun. I'm yet to see, like, Mike Tirico get really excited about a game. And that makes me sex. I like Mike Tirico. And I want him to commentate on a great game with Chris Collinsworth and just them say how wild everything is. We haven't seen that all year. So, please, please, Miami, please, Los Angeles, just score points. Don't even practice defensively. Just offensive practice all week. Just score points. Next game. We have two shitty teams, the New England Patriots at the Arizona Cardinals. Both teams fucking suck. Um, literally going to be a terrible game. I don't know why the Patriots keep getting primetime games. I don't know why the Cardinals keep getting primetime games. Kyler really fucking sucks. Patriots minus one and a half, under 43 and a half. Um, this is going to be a terrible game. Like, save your time. Don't watch this game. Like, It's going to be really ugly. It's going to be really stupid. We're going to see a lot of punts. We're going to see a lot You're of – going to watch this game. I'm going to watch the game. But we're going to see. Here's the Patriots script. Ready? Run on first down, pass on second, get backed up, and then throw the ball incomplete short of the sticks. So it's just three and out most of the time. I mean, it baffles me how bad this Patriots offensive play calling is. Um, Give me the Patriots minus one and a half. I, I will never, ever, ever pick Arizona again. I can't. They, they're social ah there you want to talk about social media quarterbacks why the hell is it kyler murray listed as a social media quarterback he's making way more money than justin herbert and he fucking sucks (laughs) (laughs) on all he does is play fucking video games i saw this meme this week you know baker mayfield signed with the rams actually had a really fun game that was a fun game although it was low scoring officially Um, he watched more film for the rams than kyler murray has his entire career with the fucking cardinals 
So, and he's been there for three days. Kyler Murray sucks. And he, I'm sorry, like, I hate being this Patriots fan, but there's no way Bill Belichick loses to Cliff Kingsbury. That guy's an idiot, right? And we're going to see on hard. No, you're good. I, I have to talk about Baker after after hard knocks. And, hard knocks. Okay. And we're going to see on hard knocks Cliff Kingsbury, like, come up with this diabolical plan to beat them, and then it just doesn't work, right? This is what we see every single week in Hard Knocks. I actually stopped watching because it was so repetitive, and they don't show anything, like, fun. Like, they had coaches getting arrested. They had players getting cut. They didn't show any of the footage for that. What's the point of having Hard Knocks if you're not going to show me a coach getting arrested in Mexico City? That would be awesome. But, um, yeah, and we're going to see, like, Cliff Kingsbury on the sideline just being confused, like, wow. They're really uh, they understand what we're doing. They're flying around. Yeah, Cliff, it's really not hard to stop your midget quarterback running read option. Like you're an idiot. Go back to Texas Tech and have another losing season. Patriots minus one and a half in the under. Fuck the Cardinals. Yeah, and just to you know, I I, I guess this could be our final coverage of the Thursday night football game where the Rams won. And obviously Baker had the 98 yard game winning drive, but. Did you guys see the post game presser where Sean McVay said that? In like a two and a half hour plane ride, Baker learned the whole offense. I kind of believe it, low key. That's actually crazy. How do you learn the Rams' offense in two and a half hours, though? Like that's the Ram. Like that's like Sean McVay is like doesn't he have the craziest shit drawn up? Yes. Like so, I I mean that was crazy from Baker. Maybe I thought Baker Mayfield was an idiot to be honest. So if he actually did that, big ups to him. I'm taking the Patriots strictly just because I don't like the Arizona Cardinals. State Farm Stadium no gives me PTSD when the Patriots play there. Um, I'm going to take the under, too. I don't know why I don't know why this game is set at 43 and a half. Gee, I, I think that neither of these teams are going to be able to score points. Um, throw me in a Ramondre Stevenson touchdown for like minus 200. Just throw it in there just so I can get some green on that column. But yeah, Patriots. Oh, I actually have a player prop other. as well that I uh, that I forgot to mention too with the Patriots. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Andrew Bourne, anytime touchdown. Mm. First all year. Probably just like first reception all year. Patriots suck, but yeah. you know, might as well get one of your most talented receivers the ball. I think that's a, it's a good play, right? I mean, what do I know? Well, you, right? Like, I mean, Matt Patricia's is like, screw you. I'm not throwing you the ball. We're not calling up any plays to get you open, Kendrick, even though you were one of the best receivers on our team last year. I'm an idiot. I mean, he makes, you know, what the saying, like, it's not rocket science or it's not rocket science. Matt Patricia makes it rocket science. He makes it way yes. harder for himself. Idiot. Will, go. Um, I hate the Cardinals. So, New England minus one and a half. Take the under. I don't know who the hell they think is going to score and why it's at 43 and a half. I like couldn't tell you, I couldn't name you a receiver other than DeAndre Hopkins uh, on the Arizona Cardinals. And we play them twice a year. I hate Craig Dort. I hate him. And obviously, I'm lying. Like, we have a podcast. So, like, I know all these players, but like, the Cardinals suck. Like, they actually suck. They are terrible. Their running back room is terrible. James Conner, remember when he led the league in touchdowns last year and he still sucked? Like, he wasn't good last year. He just randomly led the league in touchdowns. I swear. They just, like, he worked him in every, like, time. Dude, he would, have, like, he would have, like, 35 yards and two touchdowns in a game because, like, once he got in the red zone, Kyler Murray couldn't throw over the, the other team's D-line. So, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. now we have to run the ball. But, yeah, I mean, the team sucks. The offensive I, – I will tell you I will tell you the bright spots on this Arizona Cardinals team. Buda Baker. Yeah. 
Done. That's all I got. Yeah. And JJ Watt. JJ Watt's not even good, dude. He's no, no, not his skill, his leadership. His like he's J- he's JJ Watt. He is JJ Watt. Yeah. So like he's cool, a JJ Watt, but he sucks. Like he's not good it's anymore. Buda Baker's the only good player on this team. They have a lot of names on this team, right? Like you, like oh, people, are like oh, look at Rondale Moore. That's a guy I recognize. JJ Watt, oh, former Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, but the rest of this team's they suck. I mean, I yeah, no, like, like if you play Madden, you probably love the Cardinals. Like JJ Watt, Zach Allen, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, dude. If this was like 2016, yeah, and Kyler Murray's 12 years old, this team's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, Kyler Murray. Probably the same height now as when he was 12. <laughs> and sucks at football. I hope he just, like, gets his contract back with the athletics. Like, he's just a waste of space in an NFL uniform. They need a second baseman. The athletics need anything. Yeah. <laughs> Kyler Murray make more moves than the Red Sox, though. Kyler Murray reminds me of Trey Young. Just like. Yeah, 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 Definitely. Definitely. Like, I feel like they are two comparable athletes. Not the fact – I mean, they coincidentally both went to Oklahoma. Here's the narrative. Does Oklahoma not train – or not uh, raise professionals? Uh, no, Blake Griffin is a hero. Baker Mayfield is a professional after this week. Yeah, so I I mean, it's two and two we're listing. We got to wait for the next – Who else Oklahoma. went to Oklahoma? Colt McCoy? Griff, I both just the- got – I just got the email for the Colt McCoy right definitely thing. went to Texas. Why did I just say that Colt McCoy went to Oklahoma? Who? Colt McCoy. Yeah. Yeah, Same that was thing. embarrassing. Same thing. Yeah, just totally yeah. like not rivals. That just wraps it up, right? We we got Nixon. Yeah. Will you have any any uh props? Oh, I said um. Wait, hold up. Mike Evans in the end zone. Sorry, I like totally like Mike Evans. Got it. Right. And, and if Mike Will is playing on sun- on Sunday, you got Mike Will in the end zone. Who knows if he is ever playing? Like I, I actually like that is the one guy where it's like I've actually never seen him on the injury report. I just think like I think like the title of the injury report literally just says Mike Williams injury report because like he owns that. He's always on it. He like loves it. And Mike White <laughs> over. As he touchdowns, the mic parlor. Will has Mike White to like run it, run for a touchdown. Will has that. He told me he just texted me. So. The mic parlor. <laughs> just like, oh, I actually like so. Wait, so Mike White to throw a touchdown or two? Two. Mike Evans and Mike Will. Yeah. All right, lock it in. Lock it in. And Mike White. Yeah, it's a run yeah. for one as well. Two touchdowns and three total touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it makes sense. I think everything adds up. That's you you can get good odds for it. I think it's all gonna work out. But I think that's gonna do it for this episode, right, guys? Yeah, I got nothing. All right, perfect. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed. It's gonna be a big week 14 of games. We will catch you guys on the next episode to talk a little bit about the NBA, a little bit about the World Cup, and obviously recap this week. So yeah. We will see you when that happens. We will catch you then. Enjoy the weekend and peace.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.